Hey guys, welcome. Thank you for joining us tonight. We have about, what did I just say? I think Beth, wasn't it 118? I thought it was 120 people registered. Um, we have a lot of people registered for this webinar, which is great. We always end up with about 30% show rate. So just so you, go, you guys know, hang on to that statistic. It's very interesting. It's really running across the board with a lot of hybrid activities. Um, but what's nice is you guys are here and you're live. And my name is Sarah Cooperman and I'm the CEO of SCW Fitness. And I always lead these webinars. And this has been my absolute favorite thing to do over the pandemic, except to walk my dog and sometimes spend time with my children. A husband too. Okay, anyway, what I'd like you to do is move your mouse, go to the bottom of your screen. You're gonna see the green share button. Please go to the left of that. That's the chat box. Okay, I love this. Jackie is brilliant and already typed in hello from Alabama. Um, so if would you do me a favor, type in your first name and where you're from. We're a small but powerful audience tonight, and we would love to hear from you. Jen from Indiana. Yay. Thank you for joining us. Love, love this. Um, and what I would like you also to do is I'm going to introduce our wonderful talent that's joining us tonight. We've got um, Christine Conti. Christine um, co-hosts Two Fit Crazies and a Microphone podcast. She's the author of Arthritis Fitness Specialist course. She also authored the new SEW Chronic Disease course, which is great. She co-authored um, eating Disorder Fitness course. She serves on the advisory board for MedFit. She also is a co-creator of Let's Face It Together, which is facial exercises, which I've seriously got to do, and co-founder of Fallproof, Fall Prevention. She's an ultra-endurance athlete, plus she can shoot vodka. No, what was it? It was tequila, wasn't it? Tequila. At Dallas Mania. That's humiliating. That's it's very humiliating. Bad. Thank yeah, you for that. Really bad. She made me do it. Okay. Anyway, and two, she's a two-time Ironman holder and um, a master's degree in curriculum and instruction. She has a master's degree. She's, uh, she's a little smart. Okay. Whatever. Then we've got Riley Kinsworthy and Riley's the director of talent success at Talent Hack. She's a multi-site studio owner herself and she formal formally, and I thought this was really interesting, the global athletic director for F45. I don't know if you guys know this, but F45 has expanded substantially during the pandemic. They over, have over 3,000 clubs. It's amazing. And she's also created onboarding training systems and a global network. Um, she really works with Talent Hatch. She's a great presenter. People have really loved her sessions at our conference. And she works with Leah Rich who's joining us as well, who's the cutie in the corner. And she's Talent Hack Strategics, um, uh, Talent Strategist, bringing more than a decade of experience in gym operations, instructor education, and she also leads a lot of um, sessions. She, she has recruited group fitness teams at well-known gyms, including Vita Fitness and Cycle Bar. I'm not gonna read anymore. Um, these women are amazing. And I find this very interesting because I know I've got to go hybrid. Okay. I get it. I know I have to do, do social media, but I want to do it efficiently. I want to do it effectively. And I'm going to tell you guys, not only does it change 
like every year, it changes every month, it changes every week. So we at SCW, we always try to hold something that deals with social media and something that has to do with um, promotions online and hybrid training. We want to do it at least every month and provide you the newest stuff out there. So I'm really pleased to have these ladies with us. So I'm going to start, Riley, I'm starting with you, okay? Because your hair does look good, all right? How can a podcast help you expand your training business and how can you be a valuable guest? And then I'm going to shift to, to Christine. But Riley, you shared some really interesting stuff with us before we turn the camera on. Yeah. So podcasts give you a great opportunity to present thought leadership into the conversation to really say kind of where you stand, what your why is, who you're here to serve and to, to breathe, um, you know, authenticity into your brand for people. So rather than it just being a photo on social media, you get to engage in conversation. So podcasts are a beautiful way to expand your audience. And then in terms of being a great guest on a podcast, because as Christine said earlier, you don't have to have a podcast in order to leverage that as a valuable asset for your brand. You can be reaching out to podcasts and be a guest on a show. And the best way that you can add value is to Go into that relationship thinking, what does that person's podcast audience want and need? And how can I serve them through my lens, through my zone of genius, through what I have to offer, but always presenting it from the place of their audience and providing value. And one thing I thought you brought up that was extremely important was when you go on somebody else's podcast, the beauty of what happens is, is you're reaching out to their audience. So if you know who their audience is, like you said, Riley, you can be more, have a topic that's more, more um, salient and of interest to them. And you will be a better guest, but you'll also be better able to promote um, your products and your services. Now, Christine, you also mentioned that you, you lay it out there right at the beginning. Like if you're trying to sell something like get offline, I don't want you. So how do you, how do you deal with that? How do you find guests and how do you nurture guests? First, I'm going to tell you for everyone listening, if you don't have a door, right. To walk through, to open the door of opportunity, what do you do? You build your own door and you open it yourself. No one was lining up at my door asking me to host a talk show on television, although I am available. No one had asked me that. And I knew that interviewing and bringing other people's stories to light to help other people, whether it be the fitness industry or whatever niche you're involved in, that was what I wanted to do. But there was no opportunity. So I started my own podcast. It's four and a half years deep right now, but we had a mission of, I saw the need in the fitness industry to help people that didn't have million dollar marketing budgets to promote them. And guess what? It was the, one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life because it allowed me, like Riley said, the credibility and also for people to hear my story and to provide other people with value. So I would go to other people and say, let me feature you on my show. I wasn't having my hand out and asking for, give me money, give me this. In turn, you know, if you're asking to be on someone else's show, it's, I would, Christine, I would love to be a guest on the Two Fit Crazies. I think your listeners would benefit from hearing about my latest program or 
whether it's nutrition or inspirational story. Well, now that sounds great for me because it's been four and a half years. I want to give my listeners something they love so that they tell someone about. And in turn, you're going to get free marketing from all of my listeners that it's taken me four and a half years to gather. I mean, yeah, that you, you, know you know, what's interesting is I think like everybody else, you're also looking for the same thing. You're looking for a guest that's going to bring people to your podcast. So I know that when people reach out to be on the SCW webinars, it, if they approach us by saying, um, this is what you can do for me, basically, I want to hear from them. What can they do for us? And it makes it, a, a, it everybody benefits. Like I loved being on your podcast and I love that you're on ours and it really does help. And you've used that a lot, Leah, haven't you, the podcast to try to grow Talent Hack? Well, with Talent Hack, we've actually been using a lot more Instagram and uh, TikToks uh, growing through video. Um, and Instagram just announced that it's a video platform now. It's no longer a picture platform. Um, so it really allows you to express your mission statement, connect with your audience with an actual personality. Um, so video is also booming right now. Highly, highly recommend using Instagram reels and TikTok if you have not yet. Yeah. And, you know, I got, I was really excited. I love uh, the Instagram videos and they used to have a limit of 30 seconds. Um, and last month they expanded it to be a minute. Um, now I still recommend 30 seconds because I think people have the attention span of a flea, but I tend to agree with you. I think people love short, sweet videos, but like with Christina's offering, I love to get a podcast too. When I go out and I walk my dog, when I go out and I'm able to spend a little, if I'm you know forced to spend extra time in my car, like what happened post pandemic? I mean, we're not post pandemic yet, but I feel like we're getting there. I feel like we're inching our way and getting closer so that I'm getting, I'm, tra I've got traffic. I've got, I got like, what is that about? It's taking me at least 20% longer to get every, you know, everywhere I'm trying to go. Um, so how can you be a valuable guest, Christine? Is there is there ways like I know with our webinars, we also send you guys um, little images or a short video that you guys can post online to promote the, the program. Do you do that as well? Or how do you work with your podcast guests? So if we have a guest, we ask them for all their social media, their hashtags, everywhere that we could find them. And we say to them, if you're going to be a guest on our show, we want our listeners to know where to find you. Are you promoting your business, your new product, your event? Let us help you promote because this is, you know, you're providing value to our listeners. Let us promote and provide value to you. And what we do, and I love the ability to do this is that we say to them when this when this episode is ready to go i am going to send you a direct link this is a link that you can now share on all of your social media platforms if you so choose you don't have to but it is a valuable asset 
to have an actual video interview of yourself. So again, this is something that a lot of people that have been on our show will use and send to other people. There's, they'll send out to their clients. For those of you with um, brick and mortars or you have big followings, they send this out in blast emails or, or newsletters. Hey, I just appeared on the Two Fit Crazies. Here you can find out more about my background. That is, it's such a personal touch that you can add. And again, this is not costing money. There, you should never, ever pay for, you know, to be featured on a podcast ever. And if someone asks you to pay, then that's not your, that's not the right thing for you. Um, just like, you know, when you promote your videos on Facebook or Instagram, yeah, you are paying for that. Whereas this is, is such an amazing resource for those of us that don't have a huge yeah. marketing budget. Yeah. And um, Leah, okay. Now you started sharing a little bit about Instagram and, um, and, and TikTok. You know, there was a lot of bad press about TikTok and what was going on with China and that they were trying to recruit and capture your information and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, like everybody doesn't have your information anyway. I love these people that think, oh, I'm not on social media. Nobody can find me. Honey, if you have a cell phone, you're screwed. They, they know who you are, who you've slept with and who you want to sleep with. Just sorry, that's a little crass. But, um, but how are you leveraging this, the Instagram and the TikTok? And what have you seen happen recently? Because things are changing. They, mm -hmm. you know, they just... Um, Biden put in that act that if you have a hundred employees or more, you can, you are required to get vaccinated unless you've got the religious exception or you've got a medical exception. And now we can get the booster. Everybody can get the booster. 16.5% of those vaccinated already have gotten the booster, which is really very quick. Um, so things are changing. Things are opening up. I was in the airport yesterday. Insane insane it was so packed so all right i'm done enough with me you talk uh in social media is one of the best ways to reach people that are not within your 10 mile radius and if you want to teach online and you want to reach way more people social media is going to be your way to do it um i made a TikTok um a couple months ago and it went viral which brought um a person from texas to my website and we booked a call. She was someone who wanted to get into the fitness industry. She was a brand new instructor, brand new graduate. Um, and I was the person for her and she was my ideal client. I never would have connected with someone from Texas during a pandemic, staying in my living room and running my business um, if it wasn't for social media. Uh, and we are seeing this boom in Instagram's uh, reels. The algorithm is favoring this type of content and people have such a short attention span where they have gone through tons of different video platforms within Instagram. We've seen IGTV. Instagram story is still fantastic, but people's um, attention span really is about three seconds. If that, you have to hook them super quickly. And so reels and TikToks really allow you to hook them, captivate them and keep them part of your ecosystem. And if you can entertain them, 
they push on your page and they just keep scrolling through all of your content. They see your bio and they click to the next page so they can take action with you. Um, so yeah, even if you're not ready to go back to the gyms, you can still stay connected with people online. And what have you seen happen now that things seem to be opening up a little bit more? Do you see more activity on Instagram? Do you see more activity on TikTok? Are the their attention spans reducing even further just because now they have a time crunch because they get to go outside? Well, from an instructor standpoint, I'm seeing so many more instructors finally leaning into using social media because they see that regardless if I'm going to teach at a gym or I'm going to be an entrepreneur, I need to develop my personal brand and I need to be seen by my ideal client. Um, and maybe you meet someone at the gym and you want to nurture that relationship outside the gym so that they come back. Social media is a fantastic tool for that. Um, are our clients still on social media after being locked down during a pandemic? Are they exhausted from social media? No, they're absolutely not. That is still their go-to. I love using Instagram polls on my story. And I just put a poll the other day that was, um, after your work day, do you tend to scroll on Instagram or turn the TV on? And it was pretty split 50-50. So people go to their phone right after the workday to scroll, but they are also on social media during the workday. And any second that they get, I mean, anybody here is find themselves like, oh my gosh, it has been an hour and I have been on social media this whole time. Like we get lost in that scroll. People are definitely, I'd say, even more addicted to social media now than they have ever been. And it's just going to keep growing and growing. That's interesting. Um uh, Riley, what are you finding attracts more people to, let's say, um, somebody's online fitness classes? Like I have heard from instructors that some of their online programming has reduced a little bit because they've gone back to teaching live. Has that been your experience or do you find that you're just getting maybe a shorter retention span? Maybe the classes are shorter online and longer in the studio. What do you see as a trend? Yeah, well, 86% of fitness consumers said that they still want a hybrid option. So we know that hybrid, that online training isn't going anywhere. If anything, we've only increased our total market share of people interested in health and wellness after this pandemic. So the consumer behavior has shifted and people like the convenience of working out online. So in terms of how that plays with social media, now you've just broadened your audience to the entire globe. You can train somebody from anywhere in the world. So you have a, a treasure trove of potential clients online. And now we also are getting more clarity on how to best target them, how to engage them. You know, we do a lot of education on how do you slide into their DMs and invite them into a class. There's just so many tools now at your disposal as a fitness instructor online. So it's a world of opportunity and you've got to capitalize on it. Yeah, I find it really interesting. Um, and I'm, I'm not, I, we haven't seen a decrease, which I think is fascinating. Mm -hmm. We're seeing an increase in our live attendance at conferences. Um, we did Midwest in October and then in November we did Dallas. And then we're getting ready to do Boston in December. Now, December is like, ew, it's not the best month to do anything except maybe eat pecan pie that's left over and about two days old. But it's like, that's kind of what happens in December. 
but I'm really surprised that our attendance really statistically hasn't gone down for Boston, even though it's, typ it's typically a smaller show and it's at a worse time of the year. Our attendance kind of has stayed pretty much the same. And what I find even more interesting is that our online attendance, because we're filming like 80 sessions at Mania, our online attendance actually seems to have statistically gone up from October to December. And I thought it would decline. I mean, everybody kind of thought, I want to go live. I'm gonna, it's going to decline. But I think I used to think it was the safety issue. But now with the booster and with things picking up, I really agree with you, Riley. I really think this is a convenience factor and we can get people that are out of state and even out of the country to experience what we have to offer, which is really cool. So um, how would you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump back to Leah just for a second. How would you use TikTok to expand? Now you're talking to a TikTok idiot. Instagram, I get it. You know, it's no longer just pictures. It's so short little video clips. I get it. But with Instagram, how would you, uh, with TikTok, how would you go about really leveraging that, that modality, that app? Everybody's very intimidated by TikTok. It's like this whole new world. But I like to think of it just the same as Instagram because Instagram has the same feature. Reels is the exact same thing. You make a video between five seconds and one minute and you post it to entertain or educate or inspire your audience, you can repurpose that reel on TikTok. Um, there are apps so that you can download the video without the watermark. So it doesn't look like you built it on Instagram and you're just repurposing the exact same thing. And you might hit a different audience that didn't find you initially on Instagram because they have very different algorithms. But the beauty of repurposing is those apps, people share from the app, to text messages, to other apps, to their friends, wherever they can. I just had one of my Instagram reels was shared 450 times, which means that probably is way more than 450 eyes because if someone took that content and put in their Instagram story and then a hundred people saw that Instagram story, it could have been thousands of people who I didn't reach initially. And that was a piece of content I made on TikTok and I spent... I don't know, five extra minutes making a longer caption for Instagram to go along with that video, but posting the exact same piece of content. So right. I what, what did you post that you got all those shares? I got to say, it's usually the most random thing, but it was about losing motivation to work out like three minutes before your workout. Um, and it's just like a, a relatable piece of content for anyone who just loses motivation, right? And as fitness instructors, I think it's a, I think we tend to gear towards the content that we think we and other fitness instructors want to see, but a lot of our clients aren't as motivated as us. So we have to meet them where they are. Right. Oh, that's very valuable. Um, Christine, what do you, what are some of your most widely listened to or appreciated podcasts that you've put on? Oh, okay. Back to podcasts. Um, I was going to say, by the way, Leah, they're, they're excited for your content because you're excited. And that period, the end, if you put content on Instagram or, you know, Facebook, LinkedIn, you don't even talk about YouTube or Pinterest yet, which are totally, you know, other um, platforms as well. Um, the most, obviously, if you have some sort of 
um, connection to an influencer or someone that is famous, those are going to take off right away. In addition, my, you know, some of our podcasts where people have huge followings already, guess what? They click one button, they share your name and all of a sudden, you know, the, the followers and the downloads and the, you know, uh, subscriptions just pile in. So, you know, there is a, there is kind of a business savvy mindset you need to have with this. This isn't just like, oh, this is fun. I'm going to promote my business and, you know, put this out here. It's algorithms. And if you don't know what algorithms are, I mean, these are, you've got to follow, you know, the numbers, what, who looks at what, when are you being consistent for four and a half years? We have put out at least one podcast a week, every Tuesday that, you it's consistency people look for it just like you're looking for your you know your favorite television show guess what my podcast is also posted on instagram on twitter on facebook on you i mean all of this stuff is related it's not just one and done it's not like oh we have a podcast no it's there's there's steps and I really, I really like that, that consistency. I'm a big believer. And I think, unfortunately, some people try something and they fail. And, I, you know, I'm looking at our, our people with our attendees. I'm seeing a lot of women. This is typically sometimes what women do is if you try something and you fail, oh, my goodness, I'm not going to do it again. I'm embarrassed. No, go fail, figure it out, try it again a different way, try it again a different way, try it again a different way. If I told you how many different ways we, it, 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 oh my God, it took us four years to figure out water in motion. We've been doing it now for 12 years. But if I told you how much money I've lost at that, you would think I'm absolutely insane. And now we're launching a new program it, 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 because the other one has been successful. And I'm going to give you guys at home a hint. If you've got a pet, a dog, a cat, a gerbil, maybe a small child, you know, whatever. If you've got a pet, do something with that pet, promoting what you offer. Oh my gosh, I did something with Buster, my golden retriever. I'm sure you guys have seen him on my social media stuff. They love, they love pets. I love pets. I don't know. I just think it, it works really well. So Sarah, um, over the pandemic, I made a Facebook page for my cat whiskers as a joke. That thing has taken off. <laughs> I have no idea why. And another thing I would say is the algorithms that we talked about before, take a look at a lot of our social media pages. It'll be like a cute pet and then a, um, a fitness thing and then a promotion for something and then a family picture. And a, you, there's a reason we do that. Okay. It's not and I know, and I'm also going to tell you guys a little secret. I used to sell fitness equipment on QVC. I did that for 12 years. And the best shows were not when I was on the fitness show. I was like their top salesperson. I can't tell you for how long, how many Bowflexes, how many of those total gyms, whatever, you know, and the equipment that I love. I can't also tell you the other equipment I turned down. Remember the shake weight? Yeah. That was a little scary. My, my children, I have four boys, <laughs> begged me, mom, do not sell that piece of anyway. But what I found out from being on QVC was you don't want to be on a fitness show. You want to be on off on a cooking show, like a little, you know, interloper on a cooking show. You want to be on some of the, you know, uh, clothing 
or the shoots, you know, you just want to be on a random show because you get people outside of your, of the, the regulars that come. And then you get this expanded audience and people are like, God, I never thought about that. Well, they never thought about that because they would never turn on a fitness show. They would never look at an Instagram person that all they did was show their abs. Okay. Ah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to look at that. I don't belong there. So if you do the pet or you do your car or you show some clothing things or how many shoes you have or how to put on makeup or whatever you can do to instruct them and pull an out, outside audience in, I think that's also works. Um, Leah, what did, um, am I speaking garbage or does this make sense? It's okay. I have a very thick skin. You can insult me. No, definitely. People want to see your human side. Uh, they don't, they don't want to just see you as a fitness instructor. We've, we've stepped into this world of movement beyond the movement where you get to be whatever you want and stand for whatever you want. And I think a lot of us, uh, exercise, not just for the aesthetics of it, um, and not just for, you know, a 60 minute part of our day, but for something so much bigger and people want to know what that message is, um, and communicating it through other avenues other than showing them how to do a pushup. And fitness right. is so inherently personal to the relationship between the trainer and the client, right? You're willing to tell them your deepest desires, your goals, what you want. You have moments of breakdown and failure when you can't possibly do that last pushup. Nobody enjoys those moments where they feel like they can't do something. But when you have a good relationship to your trainer and they're able to get you over that hump where you have this whole new relationship to yourself and these victories, that is such a personal relationship. So the clients want to know know who you are. They want to know what you eat for breakfast, what your dog's name is. They want to feel like they know and love you and resonate with who you are as a human. So they know that they can trust you, know you, like you, and trust you in that way. That's really interesting. You know, there's a, a, a something else that's fun. I really like the idea of the videos. Um, if you have an iPhone, like, you know, like everybody does or, or whatever phone you have an Android, um, when I take a picture, if I take a picture live and I scroll down to the bottom of the picture, what is that called again? When, it, when they do, what is that called again under, underneath those photos? You can make them into a loop and you can make it into a bounce. Well, boomerang. Yeah, not just a boomerang because I'm not going to do a longer exposure, whatever. This is just from taking a live photo. Mm -hmm. You can do, I don't even know if my phone will do this. Let's see Add an effect. This. Yeah. Let's see. It, it's because it's, well, I have this virtual background. It can do a little loop. This is a picture I took of Buster, my dog. And then I scrolled. All I did was scroll it up and I found a loop and I found a bounce and I can make the bounce. And it just goes from live and back, live and back, which is really kind of cool. It's not a full boomerang. I didn't have to sit there and put it into an app or do anything because I'm kind of stupid. I just wanted to get it done and put it out there. And it would, don't shake your head, <laughs> Christine. She's too nice. She's my friend. Um, but there's, but it, it's really fun to do. And those little things get the little extra attention because it is short and sweet. Um, what do you think about length? Um, Riley, what do you think about the length of what you're posting? Do you think the one minutes are valuable? Do you think it's 30 seconds? Do you like the boomerangs or the bounces, whatever we want to make them? 
Yeah. Length is crucial because as you alluded to earlier, our attention span is so short. You have about one second to capture their attention, Mm. to have them be willing to sit and stay with you. And then you have about three seconds to convert that attention into actual interest. If you are not capturing the audience quickly, they're just, we're on to the next thing, right? Which is why you're going to see a lot of content creators that make engaging content are going to like zoom into frame and like pop up with something. So the first words that you say, as you come into your video are very important rather than being like, Hey guys, you know, happy Tuesday. Great to see you cut it. We don't have time for happy Tuesday. Great to see you be like, I've got something for you today. Start there, right? To speak to the user, to the uh, viewer first. So call them out and bring them into the video. And then the duration of your content is really going to depend on the format. So stories are really good for kind of short, quick information that is going to be gone in 24 hours. So done is better than perfect. Don't obsess over your stories. Just put them out there. We get into reels. Those are going to stick around a little longer, but you've got time to play. So you kind of get to like tell a story and invite them into a little adventure with you. An IGTV is a long form video. So this is great if you want to elaborate on something where you're really establishing that thought leadership, which by the way, would be great if you're going to talk about whatever your, um, zone of geniuses around training. Maybe you do like rehabilitating exercises, do a long form IGTV video, and then attach that to your email as you're reaching out to those podcasts. So they know how you speak and how you present in public and they know what you're about, right? So depending on the format, that'll really dictate the amount of content you want to provide. And I love the way you brought in email. Now, usually like email, whenever you're talking to social media, email, oh, it's like from the 1990s, right? Oh, you know, people think it's so old. But you have huge, I like SCW, we have a huge, huge email following. And I'm talking active email, people opening, people clicking on. So a lot of times, like what you said, we'll do something on Instagram, we'll do something on TikTok, we'll do something on Facebook or LinkedIn, and we back it up or attach it or send it out at the same time as an email, because you can convert people from email into social media by the same token, we need to recruit people from social media that bait and click, you know, where you get somebody interested in you and then hold on to their information and don't just hold on to their email information, get their cell phone numbers. People love text messages because it's so personal. Um, Leah, you brought up something about how we can take, um, we can get on messenger with, with our clients. How do we convert them to accept, read, connect with us on our messenger? Oh yeah, there are so many ways. Um, And I think that we initially think of social media as I need to get as many followers as possible and as many engagements and I need to go viral. But the truth is if we can connect one-on-one, that's really what people are looking for. They want that real human interaction. Um, One of my favorite things to do is make polls, silly polls on my Instagram story. People love pressing buttons. And then once they press a button, I'll send them a message like, oh, that's such a funny answer that you answered it that way. Start a conversation there. And then we can move into the next step. Oh, I'm having class tomorrow at 5 p.m. I'd love for you to be my guest. Can I, I'll send you the link. What's your email address? And now I've created a human human conversation with them in my Instagram DM. I've gotten their email address and they are going to be trying my class. So much can happen if you just take the 
almost uncomfortable leap in starting a genuine conversation with your people. They want to feel seen and heard. Yeah. I, a lot of times I don't feel like it's how many people are in your, for me, it's a session at Mania or if I'm presenting for Gold's Gym, I do a lot with YMCA's. I work a lot with URSA. It's not how many people are in my session. It's how many I've connected with. Okay. Now I'm going to get into a little bit of a more difficult question. So you talked about, you know, getting them to come to your class, because obviously a lot of people on this call, I want to get more clients. I want to get more students. I want to, how am I going to make some money? How am I going to send my, this ungrateful child to college? Okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. And yeah, really so excited about my kids coming home for the holidays. Oh my God. <laughs> it's like, I went grocery shopping. I was almost late to this webinar because I have to buy so much food. I have four people in their 20, 20s coming. Like, oh my God, it's enough for like 16 people. Anyway, how do I convert those people that are on social media Do I to a paying client? Do I offer them a free class and then hit them up? Do I do this gradually? Do I do it right away? What do, how do I handle this, Leah? There are so many options and you really have to commit to something. Um, one of my favorite ways is making that connection with the person and making them feel like this is a free class just for them. I'm gifting it to them because I know that they are going to love it. Um, and, and then bring them into my ecosystem. Um, it doesn't work anymore to post one time on your Instagram story. Um, Monday, 5 PM I'm teaching bar. People are going to swipe right past that. They see that all the time. You need to make that connection. You need to have a way of communicating the transformation that you're providing them. Um, and some people don't care about the movement. They want the community. Um, so showing them the value. And I, I mean, I love the gift. Everyone loves gifts. Um, try that free class. You can do it with a promo code. You can do that all through talent hack. We offer, you can create your own promo codes. Um, so you can put in someone's name, Sarah, I made you a promo code that says Sarah. So this is just for you. I made this just for you. And I want you to join me in my Thanksgiving class. Um, makes them feel really And sad. then if they come free, then yeah. how do you get them to start paying? So that it all in the call to action. We are, a lot of people come to us at Talent Hack and say, I know my craft. I know how to teach fitness classes. I know how to create the experience, but sales and marketing, absolutely not. I can't do that. That is now part of our job. We are in sales and sales is connection. Um, so have that call to action ready at the end of class, um, the follow-up ready in an email, the follow-up ready in your Instagram DM. We can hit them in so many different avenues, but make sure right after that class, they know the package um, that is right for them. I have a unlimited classes per month um, in my virtual studio. You're going to connect with everybody in my community. You're absolutely going to love them. Um, I'm going to send you a code so that you can uh, share it with share it with a friend too. And we're all, everyone's welcome in. Uh, send them the link to join right there at the end of class. And then remind them with that same link that you can build again, right through talent hacks so that they can pay you, book you all in one place. Okay, so if you guys don't know the people listening, if you don't know what Talent Hack is, it's 
it's, I don't just want to call it a website or an app. It's like an ecosystem. Okay. It's like, this is a great way to put your classes up and not just like vomit your classes up and get people in. It's a great way to make sure you can build those connections because I think what we love about group fitness, and I don't know if any of you knew this, but the American College of Sports Medicine finally in 2019, group fitness was one of the top 10 trends from ACSM. Like, hello, it's been a trend forever, but to see it up there, it was about the connections. It was about pulling people in. And now it's even more important than, than ever to create those connections. So how do we do it? online when I can't just, you know, reach out and touch you, I got to figure out different ways to do it. And Christine, what you're doing with your podcast is this is a almost subtle way for you to promote, let's face it, for you to promote your other online education and consulting services and presenting, et cetera. And you do it subtly by letting people more and more individuals know you. How long did it take you to do this? And what's been your, your, I don't know, your worst mistake, your best, your, your best success? Oh, this is such a good question. Um, for those of you that don't know, I started out investment banking and teaching. And I mean, this has been a lifetime of finding my why of finding what I love. And I think that all of us have to sit back and say, is this what I love? What is my niche? And I didn't know that mine was, you know, arthritis and chronic illness and whatnot. And I think you have to go through asking yourself, is this the right place for me? Like, you know, when Leah was talking about, hey, you know what, Um, I want these people. this doesn't happen overnight and people get really frustrated because they're like, I don't understand. I've done everything that Leah and Riley told me, but I still don't have packed classes online. Well, guess what? It takes a long time for you to build that relationship and that trust, especially if you're new to online teaching. Can't just get a certification and expect, hey, I'm an arthritis you know, specialist now. Come to me. No, it's are you taking other people's classes? Are you dropping into conferences? Are you, you know, joining your local chambers? Are you putting it out there? Does your social media say, hey, I am a arthritis fitness specialist? When you asked me before, Sarah, what, what are some of your most, you know, I guess, successful posts and whatnot? Um, number one is that you need to walk the walk. Don't tell me that you want to do all these great, amazing things if you're not doing something yourself to move forward, to educate yourself. Are you going to comp? I mean, I'm always learning and taking webinars and going to conferences to learn. So then that's exciting for me to share with other people on all of these platforms. And then, you know, it's okay to fail. Some of my most um, successful posts and my podcast co-host, Brian, would always tell me, Christine, it's time to cry. People love crying. You need to cry. Turn the turn the tears on, Christine. This is going to be a really big big post. I think I think you just have to throw a joke out there. I think you people just want to have a good time. All right, we're getting close to the end, but I want to bring this up. Zane came up with a great suggestion. I love this. This week for Thanksgiving, I bought everyone um, a coffee with a Starbucks gift card. People love it. And their brick and mortar studio. And I thought it's like give, give, which is great. All right. I love this stuff. I think that this is very important for us to stay future ready, to stay focused on what's coming, 
figure out your why, figure out your value, be ready to fail, try something new, open your doors, talk to your neighbors, find out other boutique studios and clubs near you, what other personal trainers are doing, what other group fitness instructors are doing. Let's be future ready because thank goodness we do have a future. So thank you, Christine Conti. Thank you, Riley Kinsworthy. And thank, thank you, Leah Rich. And thank you, Beth Caney. I love you. She's She's running our webinar for us. She keeps me in line and, and texts me and tell me when I'm late, which is all the time. Okay. Thank you all for joining us. You guys Thank have you. a good night. Happy, happy, healthy Thanksgiving. To happy everyone. Thanksgiving. Bye. Thank you.